You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 153, recorded August 21st, 2022. The topic for this episode is Martian Missives Part 2, and I will be your host for this episode, and my name is Orkin. And I am Elemist. Hello. Yo. Yo. I have some podcast info for you, us. Uh, everybody, the people, the people of this podcast, <laughs> we, <laughs> shut up, we encourage feedback. You can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at hey, it's orchid. You can tweet at elemist at I underscore am underscore elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us the correct number of stars, which is a five star review wherever you can find the podcast. Uh, we prefer iTunes because that's how the algorithm works. It really helps other people to find the podcast. You can also, you know, share it with your friends and let your friends know that you listen to us. And, you know, tell them, tell your friends in your fire team that you listen to this really weird book club lore podcast and maybe they will listen to us too. <laughs> you can find us in Discord at discord.gg slash lorehub. There's also an invite in the description for this episode. If you can even find the description half the time, do you know how hard it is for me to find like the description on my iPhone? Like, I don't know why it's so hard, but it is. I don't know why because it's an iphone i you know what that's actually probably why <laughs> iphones are like we're the easiest phone to use and i'm like you are not you're ridiculously hard to use sometimes apple like, on the surface looks like it's very user-friendly but like it doesn't play well with any other company right i don't know why i don't know why they're so like anti other like companies like well, like, they're the reason why there's still some insecure text messaging going on, because Yeah, they I should just go back to using a Samsung, like, seriously. <laughs> I, uh, I miss my Samsung so much. Anyway, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps. I'm still setting up a Patreon, so hopefully by the time the new season starts, we'll have one set up. You can also find our info on the lorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators we're apparently still there because i've not deleted us yet so lol at some point it's gonna feel like an idle threat i know i'm <laughs> i'm like the least threatening person on the face of this planet <laughs> i'm like i'm all talk and like no actual threats <laughs> people are like Long-time listeners of this podcast know this. <laughs> I have I have zero gloss. All bark, no bite. Yes, exactly. <laughs> zero gloss. I'm very actually not scary at all. Um, so this week at Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle, uh, checking the Postmaster. Uh, thank you so much to Beowulf ODST117. Uh, the mixture of two of my favorite things. I really like Beowulf and I really like ODST. 
<laughs> thank you so much for your donation. Hooray. Yeah, seriously, thank, thank you. you. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. It was so generous of you. We were not expecting it. Thank you. That's so great. They donated money to us on Ko-Fi. That was so sweet of them. Thank you. They actually sent a note to us on Twitter, but we won't read it. It's, it was a private note. But thank you so much. It was really sweet of them. If you <laughs> would like to donate to us as well, you can donate to us on Ko-Fi. Guardians underscore lore, like everything else we have. Wow. Imagine. Uniformity. <laughs> I know, right? Crazy. It makes my IT brain go, okay, that's good. That's good. Oh, my God. <sighs> Uniformity. I have this one spreadsheet that I use at work where all the data goes on the same row for every single tab. Oh. Yeah. And so every tab for every single week, the data all goes on the same row. <laughs> And then it all gets collated into like one main sheet at the very end for like the sheet that gets printed. <laughs> and all you have to do is like change like whatever the letter is or the number is. You just like find the number and change it to the next number and it like autofills all the data. Like that's how that person set up the entire sheet. And I'm like... <laughs> Why would you do this to me? Are they a sociopath? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty certain. I hate it so much. Like, that hurt my soul. <laughs> yeah, it hurts my soul too. <laughs> Don't worry, buddy. I hate it also. <laughs> the sheet was made in like Excel 93. And it's oh, just God. been brought forward to like Excel now. And no one wants to remake it because it's so old. <laughs> Oh, it's God. terrible. I'll show it to you sometime. It's awful. It really is truly terrible. <laughs> like it has data from like 1997 in it. It's <laughs> anyway. Um, I completed my first solo master loss sector today. It was K1 Logistics. Why I chose a moon one? It's because I wanted the Dawn Chorus helmet because I didn't have it yet, and I was like, I'm gonna get it. So I did it, and it was really hard, but. Yeah. I'm really proud of myself. All the moon ones are just absurdly difficult for no reason. It was because solar is super powerful and it was the very end of the season. And I was like, this has to be now. This is the very last chance I have until I'm not going to be able to do it again. And that's fair. And so I had to do it now. That's that's a fair way of looking at it. Yep. It's just the moon ones are absurdly difficult for no reason. Mm hmm. I did it on legendary once <laughs> or whatever it was, and I got um, one enhancement prism. And then I was like, dumb. And so I did it on master. And I got it and I was really proud of myself. But um, yeah. yeah, so I will probably try to do another next season. We'll see how <laughs> uh, we'll see how my Andy's treat me next season. So speaking of new season, we're speaking to all of you from the past. So you'll have to let us know how the new season is since we're not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> we're still in the solar season. We're not in arc season. Like, like we said so. at the beginning of the episode, this is currently August 21st. Right. This is not August whenever it's coming out. <laughs> 23rd. Yeah, we don't. 
<laughs> well, August 26th, I think, is when our episode is coming out. Uh, yeah. Hopefully. I, I thought you meant yeah. season. No, no, no. I mean episode, <laughs> not, not season. But no. yeah, it's it's we are talking from the past. We yes. currently have like no clue as to what's the new season. Mm-hmm. No idea about the story. The reprised well, raid. None of that. We do because there's been a lot of leaks on Twitter, <clears throat> but we don't talk about those in our discord. Our discord has become a our haven in a refuge from leaks and spoilers everyone's been memeing all over those all weekend it has been glorious <laughs> seeing that so it's all been like the leaks like the entire new raid is just double may cry for that's what it is <laughs> And or, everyone's or, like, okay, or like, the new, fine. Or the new raid is us storming the old tower to take back our old vault. <laughs> I'm fine with that, too. So while we think about um, storming the tower, how about we storm the tower to uh, listen to this Lore Network ad? Sounds good to me. Awesome. The Lore Network. Have you ever wished that someone could just read you the lore? Destiny Lore Audiophile may be just the podcast you've been looking for. Join us as we bring the stories of Destiny to life with straight readings of your favorite lore with no analysis or commentary, or as we breathe life into these tales with acting, sound effects, and music. Currently, you can find Destiny Lore Audiophile on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes at Destiny Lore Audiophile. Audiophile is spelled with a PH instead of an F. You can find both readings and radio dramatizations of selected lore books and web lores by talented voice actors from the Destiny community. Episode releases will be announced from our Twitter pages, at HeyIt'sOrchid and at RendellZivas, so be sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single performance. See you there. How is that? Nine minutes and 20 seconds. It's good. (laughs) Here's a brief intro into the topic. Um, These entries are obtained by progressing through the Witch Queen campaign. Each entry is a letter to a specific character. They are a little bit shorter than normal lore entries have been, which is kind of nice. So we might breeze through these. Who knows? Um, for the first half of the book, go back and listen to episode 152, which is the uh, Chikorita episode. Yep. Nice. I fucking nailed that. It's not even written in the show notes. <laughs> and this one's the Bayleaf episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> I swear we weren't going to have any more Pokemon in these episodes. <laughs> Failed. It's my shtick. Oh, my God. All right. I was proud of myself for remembering that. Come on. You gotta give me that. Oh, I, I give you props for that. Thank you. <coughs> Thank you. All right. Do you want to read this first one? Absolutely. This is right. Ikora 2. Intentions, no matter how lofty, 
damn us just as thoroughly as our sins. My one responsibility to the Guardians, to humanity, was to keep our secrets safe, and I failed. Our greatest enemy strolled into the nerve center of the tower, and I showed her our beating heart without question because she preyed on my nostalgia. So now you find yourself answering to a vanguard of one. In quick succession, the line of duty has consumed first Cade and now me. Only Zavala seems immune to such tragedy. Is it simply luck? Or is it ambition? For all his honor, Zavala was a brute before he claimed to hear the Traveler's Call. But now I wonder if I didn't underestimate his cunning as well. Don't let my failures compromise your chance to save us all, Guardian. Humanity needs a champion unshackled from politics. You need to chase down Savathun's scattered memories, no matter who tries to stop you. Whether they're from the throne world or the last city. And be wary. If Zavala is a threat we didn't see coming, you'd be wise to watch yourself. Find insurances. Ways to seem useful to him. Do whatever it takes to ensure your safety, just in case this jinx on powerful guardians doesn't end with me. Don't follow poor Cade-8's fate. I trust you, and you alone, to follow this through. You're wily enough to stay ahead of our light-wielding enemies. Ikora Ray. What? I have several questions. Right? One. Who's Kate Aid? <laughs> Two. Why is Zavala a threat we didn't see coming? Right? Three. What? <laughs> That's my third question. So, like, I, I agree. A, a lot of this is throwing shade at Zavala, and it's also throwing some red flags for me. You know, don't follow Cade 8's fate. Who's Cade 8? Right. And like, I'm, I'm pulling back up the actual lore book in Ishtar Collective just to make sure that it didn't copy wrong. Nope, it says Cade 8. So, I. I have a theory about these letters. Okay. Tell me your theory. And I absolutely hate this. I hate this theory. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that Savathun wrote the letters? Yes. Mm -hmm. Savathun? Because, like, why else would Ikora say, hey, I think I might be compromised, but if Zavala is, turn on him. Why would Eris say, hey, bro? Kill me. Right. And then the whole, like, reveal of Osiris giving Savathun permission. Yeah, but see, then he's totally that asshole. <laughs> right, right. And, and, God damn it. and the thing about Savathun is there's, there's enough truth in there. Oh, it's that two truths and two lies thing. Yes, yes. 
Uh... Now, my my problem is all the other characters haven't exactly sounded like themselves. Right. Um, especially Ikora here. She's extremely close to Zvala. The two of them have have bonded through grief and everything. So, like, now she's saying if, you know, if I'm compromised and if Zavala is a threat to you, make sure you're, you're, you know, useful to him so that he doesn't turn on you. Like, it just, it doesn't sound like Ikora. And she wouldn't have messed up Cade 8 like that. Not when she grieved over him for, what was it, two years? Three? Something like that. Yeah. Like, she wouldn't mess up like that. So I, it's either these were written by Savathun and are being slowly fed to us while we're doing the campaign. They would have been written by old Savathun, non-guardian, you know, non-lightbearer Savathun. But I just, I have a, a large problem with, with how some of these are written. I mean, we would have gotten this. It says you need to chase down Savathun's scattered memories, no matter who tries to stop you, whether they're from the throne world or the last city and be wary. And that was. And and that was Savathun's plan in Witch Queen. Yeah, because the plan in Witch Queen was to get all of her memories back. Yeah, because once she got rid of her worm. And became a guardian, essentially. She wouldn't have had her memories. Right. And that's how she got her memories back, was us fetching them for her. Exactly. Couched in the whole, like, oh, well, like, make sure you get the memories. You need to see the memories. And that's exactly it. That's why I'm, I'm saying, like. So I think you're right. And I, I know that there's there's a lot of weight to the theory. I still hate the theory. Mm-hmm. <sighs> because it's it's literally like Savathun fucking with us one last time. Yeah. And we know how I feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I don't know. I, I opened Destiny up to make sure, like, Ishtar didn't copy it weird. Because sometimes that happens. Like... That Ishtar gets the API bad. And then that copies strangely. Right. And but no, it's K dash space eight. Yeah. Like that's how it is in here. And and like that might have been a typo from the the lore people at Bungie. But like at this point, it's survived how many months? I don't know. A lot of times like there are typos and no one points them out and they just live on forever. <laughs> so, <laughs> that that's, that's fair. Yeah. But I just like, that was the biggest red flag that, that made me stop and think maybe it wasn't actually Ikora that wrote the Ikora letter. Right. I don't know. I've not read these, so it sounds good. Whatever. <laughs> I think it sounds good. That's good. Let's read the next one. I want to know more. I I totally hate that. And now that I have Destiny open, I'm just going to read the next one in Destiny. Because 
It's here in front of me. <laughs> Getting it straight from apparently Toland's mouth. Fucking Toland. What? All right. Well, this is what it says. Toland one. Odd communication technique, but costly. Thought to phonem to mark to digital signal. Each transmutation yields less than the input. The alchemy of conception. Read well, Guardian, for less of value has filtered through these transitions, and you must slake yourself on only the anhydrate wisdoms that remain. I witness your crude battering against the shores of Savathun's throne world. Causal flotsam adrift in the sea of screams. Your flailings stir storms on its waters as surely as a firefly lights conflagrations. And yet you persist. Why wouldn't you? Stubbornness, glutted by fear, stirs a guardian to every cause. You tempered yourself in the light and the dark to become a blade that would not break. And despite that keen crucible of obstinance, you lack the true will for genius. You bow to the Traveler, Guardian, and you must lose because Savathun bows to a mightier master, the same master to whom the Traveler genuflects. Survival. That is their shared secret, and what makes them strong, a pure reagent with which to alloy. They are siblings, possessed of the same valence electrons. The same light-dark temper has distilled for you an ally. And ever the Guardian, you thirst for the briny waters of conflict that you know, ignoring the sweeter, fresh flow that bursts from the vessel. Savathun will be the universe's salvation, hero. She can be yours, too, if only you cast down the bitter draught of old allegiance on which you have grown drunk. Toland. Well, like, that sounds like him. God. That, that, it's a lot of verbiage that he would use. Toland's like, hey, I've read science books. Let me, let me science some words at you. Yeah. <laughs> but again, listen to how smart I am. But again, science, a lot of this boils down to Savathun will be the universe's salvation hero. Mm hmm. So like I. <sighs> it, it just points it back at the theory. This is the same kind of like two sides of the same coin that is like the Marasena. You could say the same stuff in one paragraph, which is the Traveler is all about survival. Savathun is also all about survival. You will not win because Savathun wants to win and will do anything to win. Yeah. And also, so will the Traveler. And since you have morals and she doesn't, you will lose. Because he's saying that without saying that. Yeah. And you're not wrong. Like, that's... I said everything that he said, but I said it in, like, three sentences. <laughs> so, you know, cut out the fluff. Mine was way better. 
<laughs> just putting it out there. Like So, you know, just just cut out the fluff. Um hire me, Bungie. I can make your lore books way shorter. Like God. This person did a thing. These people did a thing because that person did a thing. That person's dead. Done. Done. Yep. <laughs> Done. Um, so that's it. That's all you need. <laughs> Done. <laughs> the end. <laughs> wow, why but, do these war books suck now? <laughs> but, but no, I, I just... Looking at this... Like, I'm trying to look at this from the character's perspective. Like, if it actually is Toland. Okay, so lead me on this adventure that you're having. It's it's written in very much his vernacular. But, like, his whole thing... Like, I'm trying to remember a lot about Toland. And it, it wasn't about destroying the Hive or anything. It was about learning from them. And if that's the case... Like, I could see partially why he would be like, oh, yeah, Savathun is going to be the the savior. But on the other hand, like, I I can see, I I can't see him being that way. God, he's such a, a weird character because he's, I mean, hell, we went in, he killed Oryx, he was happy, but then we didn't take Oryx's place, and he got pissed about that. So, like... I remember so little from when he was involved with anything with Oryx and stuff from, like, D1 and the fire team with he and Eris and all that. Oh, the Eris fire team? Like, he led them down there. To their death. Well, I remember that, but like specifically. Uh, right. Like, yeah. So it's just, I, I, like, I can see the character reacting some kind of way like this. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I, I also can't see it because honestly, I, it's just, God, I'm having a hell of a time trying to vocalize this. So yeah, I, I'm just, I'm going to leave it that way. You know, I can see him reacting in this way and and also I can see his reactions being not like this. Um and and that's the problem. I do see here what they're trying to say with their shared secret and what makes them strong, a pure reagent of with which to alloy or alloy. They are siblings possessed of the same valence electrons. The same light, dark temper has distilled for you an ally. Like. They're joined together. Like, that's what that's saying. Like, they're not the same. It's like it's like saying there's the two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Like. I don't like do you you know what a valence electron is? Like, I do. A valence electron is like the outer, the outer, outer shell uh, in chemistry. This is like something that I have to deal with all the time. So, like, when you think of bonding in chemistry, the valence electrons are the ones that form those shared pairs. So, if you think of um, like oxygen or you think of 
or you think of chlorine or anything like that, like things like that, like can share stuff. And they have electrons that can share to form bonds or um, like think of salt, like NaCl. Okay. So those those can form bonds. So they have spots that um, that an electron can be shared. Right. Yeah. Because one is Na plus and Cl minus. So that Cl minus. Right. Right. So it has a, so it has an extra. Um, so it's charged as a negative charge on it. So it has that valence electron. So that electron can go and be shared with that Na plus. And so therefore it can become NaCl and that can become it can become balanced. So now those valence electrons, now it's balanced. So now they're shared together. Okay. Right. So it's the same idea. So they're possessed of the same valence electron, like NaCl. Now they're together because they're sharing that one electron because they want like everything in chemistry, like wants to be balanced. Like electrons do not like being unbalanced. Things don't like being unbalanced. Things hate having fucking charges on them. Things do not like being charged. Like they do <laughs> not like that. Things don't like being like plus two or like minus three. They do not like that. They want to be of a neutral charge. They want to find stuff to go join with. Like whatever that thing is, they want to go like make bonds with other stuff. Doesn't matter if it's like a double bond or a triple bond or like go join with a bunch of single bonds. They need to find that whatever fits in there, they're going to go join with it. Like that's what chemistry is all about. They need to go like find their buddy and go bond with it. Like whatever it is in chemistry, gotta go like find your buddy. So this <laughs> is the same kind of thing. So your siblings possess the same valence electrons. So it's that NACL. They got to find their buddy. So this is the same kind of thing. They okay. found their buddy. Mm hmm. They found their buddy. So saying the light, dark temper is distilled for you an ally. So they're allies now. They found their buddy because they don't like being apart. Because they're of the same, one has the positive, one has the negative. So the light, dark. They don't want to be, they're the same side of the same coin. Like one's the light side, one's the dark side. So it's the same, I, I guess it might be kind of what it's trying to say. Like they want to be together because they want to try to like, I think maybe it, it, they want to kind of cancel each other out because they're just, they're just tools, right? Yeah. So they want to be together. I mean, with valence electrons, you want to have like a neutral charge. Because if you're going to use chemistry as an example, you want to have a charge of zero. That makes sense. Hmm. Anyway. Yep. Now I'm just thinking about like work. <laughs> Lol. Let's move away from that depressing subject. Uh, <laughs> oh, work isn't all depressing. A lot of it is fun. <laughs> uh, should I move on? Yeah. Okay. This is Zavala 1. X-ray laser emplacements can rip the protons from a ship's hull, redefining 
what each atom is and triggering explosions as each individual molecule realizes it can no longer exist. And yet, that damage pales in comparison to the harm secrecy can cause. While hunters may prefer to act with their targets unaware, and warlocks may prefer subterfuge and trickery, a proper titan conducts his business for all to see. But for Ikora's sake, I am willing to bend my principles. Her mistakes and the questions that surround them are already too public. And so I find myself in the inenviable position of approaching you, Guardian, clandestinely. Sadly, my concerns around Ikora are what bring me to you. I know my old friend. She carries her mistakes heavier than anyone else, and giving up the light to Savathun may be too much for her to bear. I can see the cracks forming in her resolve. The Vanguard needs three leaders to reflect the needs and perspectives of Earth. I need your help to start course correcting our current trajectory. I will not disgrace Ikora by removing her from her position, but her own flagellations are compromising her awareness and interfering with her ability to keep this city safe. I need a spy master who can work for Mykora's shadow, even, or especially, when she compromises herself, and you are already familiar with her work. I know that eventually, Ikora will welcome the freedom of stepping away from the undue burden of her responsibilities. And once things quiet down, we will make your position more formal. Until then, no, I support your decisions and will back whatever changes you must make. I know this is no simple request to entrust you with uncovering our enemy's secrets and with saving my dearest friend's life. Commander Zavala. What? No. I don't think so. He would never do this. And again, like, a lot of... This isn't Zavala. A lot of it is is words that he would use. You know, it's his vernacular. But, like, he wouldn't do that. No. Not to Ikora, especially. Also, like, he doesn't trust us like this. Ikora does, but... Ikora does, but he doesn't. Right. And also, I don't think he would say that, like, warlocks prefer subterfuge and trickery. I'm really offended by that. Wow. <laughs> that's really mean. Well, and, and And that's the thing, like... He's specifically going, like, this letter is specifically going on about how, like, you know, the Vanguard needs three leaders, and once things quiet down, we will make your position more formal. So, like, he's offering us the Vanguard ship? I don't know if it's that. I think he's offering us more of a um, just a spymaster position. So, more of, like, a Liliana in Dragon Age and not a Vanguard position. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But still, like, that, that's not what our character does. Like, that's... It kind of is. 
So we're always going off doing wild ass shit on our own for the Vanguard. But like that's different than spying on someone of leadership. That's true. Yeah, we wouldn't spy on Ikora. That's wild. I mean, like like it says here, I need a spy master who can work for Ikora's shadow, even when she compromises herself. And you are already familiar with her work. So, like, I don't see this being written by Savala. And that that just that, that frustrates me because the more we like the deeper we dive into this book, the more it's like. I mean, like, how would she compromise herself, like, using that as an example? Like, how would you see Ikora compromising herself? Well, she she did compromise herself in the Witch Queen campaign. True. I don't remember how, though. Uh, it was the fact that she acted alone. She made decisions alone. I don't see how that's compromising, though. She let her emotions guide her her decision making and yeah i guess and she did it alone that was the big thing or that was the big reason why zavala blew up at her in the campaign was because she made these decisions by herself and she yeah. was already emotional because savathun was wearing osiris's face for an entire year yeah i guess i mean i was assuming it would be some like wild ass shit like we just gave Savathun like all the codes to the vault or something like that's how they were compromising it. Not like not like, oh, I just made some decisions about like how to go about this investigation and I didn't tell you about it. My bad. I just put our most lethal guardian in on it without <laughs> telling you right. like it's something we would have done anyway. Right. Like. Get wrecked, Zavala. Like, you would have done it anyway. It's just you have been like, oh, ho-hum, I'm Zavala. Like, watch me drag my fucking big blue feet about it for, like, another 20 minutes. And then we would have made the same fucking decision. Like, <laughs> okay. Well, and Like, that's your compromise? You're compromised about it? Like, fine. Well, and, and the one thing I am going to say in actual Zavala's defense is that this investigation was going on. He had no clue about it. And while that's happening, there was the season of the risen storyline that was going on. Uh, that was his that was his girlfriend and all of her all of her cabal doing cabal shit, right? Uh, it was I don't even remember that uh, storyline. It's the Psyops Battlegrounds. Oh, guardians right. were dying, the light being stripped from them, and he was investigating that. Guardians were dying. Yeah, were they? The light was being stripped from them. Oh, was that what was happening in the psyops story? In you can tell how much I paid <laughs> attention to that fucking story. At least in the first one, the EAZ one, or the EDZ one, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, at least in the EDZ one, you can see guardian corpses just lying around in the final room. Oh. Oh, okay. I just figured Shire had been through there. <laughs> 
Shaira had been. Like, you used stasis. Shaira had been through there and the hive were just like, what went on? (laughs) She was like, Shaira had been through there. The hive were like, I want nothing to do with this. (laughs) Like, they're killing their own people and no thanks. It's, It's literally like somebody walking through a park and witnessing a murder and then a cop coming up and noticing that they see the body and they see you and it's like yep. oh oh shit <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> like no no this wasn't no me nope <laughs> turn around <laughs> not me i didn't do it well, i mean like i can see zavala not knowing coming back around to ikora because she's got her like dommy mommies like all on like mars like she's got her whole like cabal of them like not the cabal but her cabal of like dommy mommies like all dressed up like in her own little her like, area with her like yeah yeah i mean i would see why they're hidden have you seen their outfits oh my god <laughs> Like, wow. why are you dressing them like that? <laughs> like, Ikora. Fashion shaming you, the hidden. Did you choose those outfits, Ikora? Why? Why did you choose those outfits? I have My God. so many questions. Especially since, like, you chose those outfits right outside the Play-Doh weapons maker. <laughs> like, <laughs> like right outside the Play-Doh weapons maker. <laughs> <laughs> so many questions. Oh my god. What? Um <laughs> It looks like one of those like Play-Doh like formers yeah, that you get from yeah. like play school. I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> I am not wrong. I'm just saying I hadn't thought of it that way until now. <laughs> There's just like a whole lot of like things that I want to kink shame and shouldn't, but I'm going to. What is happening on Mars? And why did it get weird? Why do parts of it look like Ohio and Iowa? <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> there's a lot of corn there. <laughs> so you have the corn, and then you have the Dommy Mommies, and then you have Play Doh, Play School, Weapons Former. What is happening? But like, at least the the Iowa Idaho bit, like that's at least that is explainable. Yeah, I know Ohio is explainable. <laughs> God, I... the rest of it, I'm not so certain. <laughs> so many questions. Mars Ohio. Mar Mars Ohio. Oh my God. Oh hi Mars. Um, <laughs> At least the Mars Hyo part is explainable. Mars Hyo. Because like, because like Mars had gotten taken by the witness and it came back and it has temporal anomalies on it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's as far as the actual explanation has gone. Play-Doh. It looks like a Play-Doh, like a thing that you push all the Play-Doh into, oh, and then I, it just like I pushes know. the. I know. <laughs> I had one of those for like 
a Barbie and then it would like make <laughs> little like Play-Doh um, like McDonald's food because I had like a Barbie McDonald's drive through when I was a kid. And my friend had a Barbie Corvette that she would drive her Barbie through and then it would hit a button and it was an electronic like, like, how may I help you? Like through the drive through. It was really cool. It was like, hey, buy this thing so you can work like a, you know, seven dollar an hour job and feel bad about yourself. But it's for Barbie. So she makes it look cool. I can guarantee I did not have that toy. Um, yeah, because it was for Barbie. And the bitch has everything. Yeah, she does. She has Malibu Beach House and yet she works at McDonald's. Fuck. I know, right? Makes you wonder what else she's doing. Or what else Ken is doing. <laughs> Chirug Kingpin. Well, you know he's not doing porn. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else in this lore tab. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> How the hell did we get here? <laughs> we took a left turn at um at Albuquerque. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a left turn at Zavala, not trusting Igora. My God. I don't know. I'm looking at this, and the first word that like my eyes pin to is flagellations. And then my brain just goes back to Icor's Dobby Mommy outfits. And so we got to go to the next one. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, please. Like, we got to go to the next one. I'm sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Let's read the next one. This is Eris 2. Sender. E-R-I-223. Decryption key QF4LYZX16G dollar sign IKO-223. Subject. And she persists. Ice strangles bare branches by winter, and yet roots churn unseen. Spring always comes, and with it the fruits of perseverance. Similarly, the books of sorrow burst with tales of the witch queen's cycle of death and return, so do not become complacent. Savathun is a cunning foe. I will only be shocked if her machinations do not continue to bedevil us for some time yet. You have bested Savathun, at least for all appearances. That is the only assurance we have in facing an enemy who works so subtly on so many different fronts. I still labor to uproot the filaments she spun into our intelligent networks during her tenure as Osiris. Thankfully, a great many have become more obvious without her constant maintenance. You should be aware that Savathun took a particular interest in you and I have uncovered her infiltration of hidden communication channels. It's likely she is responsible for one or more false missives in an attempt to undermine your loyalties or redirect your goals. 
but her schemes invariably serve multiple agendas. While she works to sway with her words, she encodes secrets to erode your subconscious as well. It is possible one may pick apart these ulterior agendas with a cautious eye. And so I recommend reviewing any communications you have received to search for unusual elements. Report anything you uncover to Ikora or me. I called it. Yeah, you did. Um, she does make the, the actual distinction here that, you know, one or more false missives. Right. So it might not be the whole book. Right. We know at least one of them with Kate 8. Now we're going to have to go back through all of them and we definitely should. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, just looking... But this one seems legit, though. Yes. Um, especially with the fact that we have actual, like, sender and decryption shit at the top. Yeah. The Zavala one, I... I feel like the Osiris one is probably real. And that may be. It definitely sounds like him. It sounds like something he would do. Mm -hmm. And it's not like he's actively saying, you know, Savathun is the savior or, you know, all hail Savathun. It's it's. Oh, the. I want to say every single one that has an eight in it is. One that is not real because the B in Eris one has an eight instead of the B. Oh, so remember when we thought valuable, we thought that was, yeah, we're like, Oh, that copied weird. Oh, but I went back into, I'm looking at it in <coughs> destiny. So this sentence, make no mistake, she discarded the guise of Osiris because it was no longer valuable. Because the reveal was strategically worth more to her. And that is in the third paragraph, like middle of the third paragraph of Eris 1. That's the second entry. So that has an eight in it. Yeah. So that's false. I don't see one in Ikora one. So we're saying that's weird because it has a number instead of a letter. Or a glitch. We'll call it a glitch. I'm going to call it a glitch. It, it's definitely a pattern. The other one was Cade 8. That is an 8. Right. As well. And that was in Ikora 2. So, so far it looks like Eris 1, Ikora 2. I don't see one in Toland. I'm looking at Ikora 1 right now. I don't think there's one in Ikora 1 because it's it has an, a decryption key <coughs> at the top. So there's only two instances of the number 8. It's Eris 1 and Ikora 2. Like I did an actual like Control F search 
for just the number eight. It does say in here in Ikora 1, we must assume she will penetrate our networks at some point, so remain vigilant. That is fair. <laughs> but maybe we should have assumed she was already in the networks at that point. Because she had already been in the networks. Yeah. So honestly, like... There's an extra space. In which one? In Keitel 1, the letting is bad. It says the th a third chance to fail their people. Usually it would be spelled out third and not be like 3RD. So maybe it's not specifically maybe it's eight, just numbers. but it's just numbers. Yeah. Because if that's the case, then... So Keitel 1, maybe? Osiris is official. Like, it's actually from him, then. I just, like, usually when you write a letter, you don't usually spell out things like that. Right. And I don't think Keitel would be, like, first, like, 1ST, like... Right. She doesn't seem like the kind of person that would do that. She seems very official, very... I'm going to be very, you know, precise with my words. And going off of that idea, so far, Eris 1 is a fake. Ikora 1 is real. Keitel 1 would be fake. Ikora 2, we determined was fake because of Kate 8. Right. Also, it's not, it's not encrypted. Yeah. Like Ikora 1 was, and I can't imagine Ikora wouldn't encrypt literally everything she sends us. Especially since it's being sent to someone in Savathun's throne world. Like, Right. Yeah. Uh, Tolan 1, I think, is legit. It, it boggles the mind that Tolan's would be legit. I'm sorry. Right? Like... Like, seriously, just step back for one second. Like, Toland, the golf ball, shiny, annoying-ass golf ball from Shattered Throne is really where you get, like, the most, ex <laughs> like, exposure to Toland. Like, annoying-ass Toland. Like, you want to punch this guy, like, on the moon and Shattered Throne, where you find Toland the most. And... Like, <laughs> this asshole's letter is real? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, this guy? Why? Why? Right. Like, right. How? Like, I, I can't <laughs> believe that Zavala's would be real. Uh, the, the only... There, the Vanguard needs three leaders. Yeah, that's that, not real. That's, that's the only one that, that seems out of place. Yeah. Yeah. He would write three T H R E E. Right. That's not real. Um and and honestly, like he would encrypt it. Yeah, he would have. I mean, Eris, for God's sakes, encrypts her shit. Yeah. <laughs> so as far as fake ones go, there's Zavala one, there's mm -hmm. Ikora two, Keitel mm -hmm. one, and Eris one. So the second one the fourth one, the fifth one. Yep. 
And the seventh one. Half the damn book. Half the book. Can't even trust it. But at least you can trust this more than truth to power. Like. Oh, my God. That's true. Uh, I fucking hated that book. I like that book. That book is bonkers. Bonkers Town Deluxe. I love that book. Book is crazy. But anyway. Um, no, so like. Did you like this book? I did. And I actually still do, even with everything we kind of figured out along the way. Uh-huh. And that's because you can at least rely on half the book. Mm-hmm. Like, the Osiris one actually was from Osiris. Oh, that breaks me. The <laughs> fact that of all the ones that could be fake, that one is real. Osiris, what are you doing, my guy? Well, and, and, what are you doing? Even if that was written by by Savathun, like I would bet money on the fact that even if it was Savathun that wrote that one, like mm-hmm. she would be truthful in it. You know, I talked to my partner about it after we recorded last week about um, Osiris because he heard me yelling in the house. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, what were you guys doing? I'm like, talking about Osiris. And he's like, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so I told him the whole thing. And he's like, he's like, no. He's like, you know what? Think of it from his perspective. Like, he was doing it because, like, he loves St. 14 so much. And I have to kind of <laughs> agree with him. Like, no, like, think about no, it. No, no, no. I, I, I see like, where he's going, though. Yeah, like... You do it because you you can't you you want a safe world for like the people you love. Right? You make that sacrifice so that they have that better world. Yeah. And like yeah, like it sucks that you can't be with them, but you're doing it for them. So like you're making that sacrifice so they can like be safe. And have that world. And I'm like. Ah. <laughs> he's like I know. They don't get to be together. But he's doing it out of love. I'm like. Ah. But I want them to be happy together. He's like they don't get to be happy together. I'm like. Why? <laughs> I just want them to be happy together. Grow old together. <laughs> ah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, what about <sighs> you? Did you enjoy the book? I did. I like the book, except for the first one where I want to punch Osiris. <laughs> it's dumb face. Um, no. So I really, I like this book. This book is crazy. I think, um, I'm glad I didn't read it when I was playing the game. I think if I had read it when I was playing it, it would have confused me even more and it would have made me mad. And it, it gave you such. Hear me out. It gave you such like, pure, pure reactions here. It did. But also, like, I think it would have frustrated me while I was actually playing the game. And it's kind of the same reason why I don't read the lore entries each week when I'm doing the weekly story. <laughs> 
Which, like, I know the entire purpose of, like, reading the weekly store, the weekly entry, like, doing the weekly mission. Like, you're supposed to read the entry. And I'm like, nah, fam. (laughs) I'm not doing that. (laughs) I'll read it when we do the podcast each week. Legitimately, that's what I read, like, 99% of our entries is when I actually read them during the (laughs) podcast. Like, you think I read the lore (laughs) outside of the podcast? That's hilarious. (laughs) Damn. What? It's true. <laughs> I don't read the lore. The only time we read it is with you here right now being recorded well, doing well, it. Well, and, and, and no, like you do read some of the ones that I send you and I'm like, ooh, this explains this. Yeah. So like, uh-huh. so like, like if you send it to me, like I will read it. <laughs> yeah. Or if I'm reading it for a meme. Like, I have friends who are like, I'm making a meme. Like, what lore, like, has this meme? And I'm like, shit, okay. And then I, like, pull up all the lore. And I will, like, (laughs) sift through it to find, like, all the meme lore that this person needs. And then I'll have read a bunch of lore, like, for a meme. Like, that's the only other time I read lore is for memes, guys. (laughs) You do your very serious when it comes to memes. You do your fucking homework for memes, but not for the podcast. Like, what the hell? Yeah, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. But I mean, like, if I had read Toland one during (laughs) like when I was playing the game, I've been like, the fuck is this? No, I I completely agree. I would have quit the game and deleted it. <laughs> I would have been like, I'm going back to Halo. <laughs> Fuck this game. So I'm really glad I didn't read it like when I was playing the game. No, like because the game was frustrating enough without having read the lore <laughs> while doing it. Like, like you're already being I was having you're already being frustrated by the game itself. You don't need to be frustrated by it being told that Savathun will be the universe of salvation. Oh my god, I was having like a fuck of a time enough between like (laughs) the game being too flashy and like Void being bullshit and like everything else and like the goddamn Hive Knights having Blade Barrage with that has like Seeker missiles in it and everything else like I, I did not need anything else being bullshit. So if I had read like Tolan one or like Osiris one, I would have just thrown my computer out like into a goddamn dumpster. <laughs> that would have been it. Right. I would, have, I would have been that meme, like that gif of like a computer going in dumpster. That would have been me. I would have been Ron Swanson computer dumpster me. Oh, I <laughs> like, love Ron Swanson. I would have been the embodiment of Ron Swanson, <laughs> computer dumpster. I can totally see that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, now that I've done that and also have read other lore before we read this one, better appreciation, I think. That, because I like reading lore out of order. That is fair. Mm hmm. I think sometimes it's important to read lore out of order. And see, I'm able to read it out of order, but my mind has to place everything in its its specific order. Tell me more about that. So, like, when I was reading this to put the show notes together, like, I was, I was actually reading it. And I'm like, okay, so this 
like e- each one of these entries is obtained as we're going through the campaign. So right. I'm uh-huh. trying to like retroactively be like, okay, so Lucent Tales comes after this because at that point, you know, we couldn't get any of them until after the campaign. Concurrently, we were dealing with the seasonal story. So like the first entry of that might have happened as we're completing this. So like I, I just I mentally start putting things into a timeline to try and figure out like when things happen. It gets very confusing in my head. But it's just it's it's something that my mind just starts doing because I need to make sense of it. I mean, if you put it in a timeline though, that makes it more organized. And I think in the long run, probably better. I mean, do you that do you do that with every lore book that you read then? Or do you do that with multiple lore books in one timeline in your head? Yeah. As I was doing this, you know, pu- uh, putting these show notes together, like I sat there and I was like, okay, so Lucent Tales happens after this because you need to actually complete the campaign in order to unlock those moths. The first entry of Quintessence, maybe the second entry, are happening concurrently with this book. Um, depends on how long you actually take doing the investigation. Um, and then I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, but Acts of Mercy don't exactly happen until later in the season. So that takes place after Loosened Tales. And so like... I just I mentally create this this timeline of like, OK, so this book happens here. This entry happens here because this, you know, it only took us a week to do this. And it's how my mind makes sense of it all. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's really important to put the information in a system that works for you. And and that's that's part of why I stress the timeline so much mm-hmm. is because like that's how my mind makes sense of it right i mean like in terms of like the destiny story like timeline means nothing to me like and that's fair <laughs> everything could have happened in one day i've been like cool neat <laughs> <laughs> like all right the crew it's were fine. given the worms and now we're fighting the worms literally a day later and yeah, <laughs> like it could have happened in a week or it could have happened in 10 millennia. It, <laughs> it means nothing to me. <laughs> like, uh, and, and that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It, like it, it boils down to certain people needing certain things from the story. Yeah, it's just a, um, this is just one of those like it just. Yeah, just doesn't it means nothing to me. <laughs> anyway, um. Yeah. So I guess we put a check mark in good book. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Neat. Hooray. Um, so do you have any shout outs? <laughs> shout out to John, my my work buddy. God, he gave me one of the best texts this morning. So he works information security, right? And he texts me that he changes his gamer tag 
to inherent risk, which is a an information security thing. And I sat there laughing for a good like 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. Like it was just it was something funny, but it's only funny to somebody who's actually like in that industry. Mm-hmm. 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 So yeah, my shout out is to him for giving me an awesome joke right as I woke up. Well, I'm glad. What about you? Um I I don't I you know what? Um I don't really have a shout out. Shout out to um shout out to Formula 1 because they're finally coming back next week because this has been a really long summer break and I need my zoomies. <laughs> my car zoomies. I need it so bad. And, and I take it Toki zoomies don't count. Oh my god, Toki has been such a nightmare. <laughs> I love Toki so much. She's getting so old. Shout out to Toki. Toki, guys, Toki is like 15. Toki's old. Damn. People don't realize how old Toki is. Yeah, he doesn't look old. He doesn't act right? old. Right? No, he doesn't. Toki is a nightmare. Um, but Toki's actually old. And he's getting really old. And he doesn't act old, but he's old. And I love him very much. He's my favorite and he's not going to be around much longer and it makes me really sad and I wish I had like a plushie of Toki or like something to like remember Toki by because like I'm going to miss him so much when he's not around anymore (laughs) and I don't know what I'm going to do because like he's my everything. I'm going to (laughs) cry. I think of like losing Toki and then I just like They'll lose it, so. Well, it's it's, yeah. it's just like when I lost my little girl. I didn't even know about it until my brother sat down and told me. Yeah. I just like, Toki is everything. I don't know what I'm going to do. I love Toki so much. Enjoy the time that you have with him. Yeah. Toki, you have to become immortal. You have to become a cat vampire. Cat, cat, vi- cat, cat vampire, cat, 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 cat fire. Cat, well, think of how terrifying that would be. A cat that sucks your blood. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> It'd be terrible. Yeah. I'm going to cry. I'm going to have with some special thanks before the terrifying idea comes around. Huh, Toki? Yeah, you know I'm talking about you. The audio for this episode was produced by Rindle Zevis. You can find him on Twitter at Rindle Zevis. The artwork for this episode is courtesy of Volshock B on Twitter. The music in this episode is copyright of Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. Man, I love it whenever Bungie nails people and they have suits going out and man, counter suits and everything else. It's just like, can I get my popcorn and watch more? Right. Oh my gosh. It's like the greatest thing ever. Right. <laughs> it's so amusing. I love it so much. I'm like, who are they going to sue next? Find out more later. <laughs> <laughs> If you'd like to dive into the Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. 
Do not leave that dash out. <laughs> we did that once. <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> They're the resource we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. Uh, here are some reminders. You can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at Hey It's Orchid. You can tweet at Elemist at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review, hopefully on iTunes. The correct number of stars is five. Uh, you can join our Discord at discord.gg slash lorehub. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps. Uh, we really hope you're enjoying the new season. Let us know how that's going. I'd love to hear about it uh, on Twitter or in Discord. Let me know. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'll must say goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, that was really nice. Have a good. Take care. Just, just a good. Uh, goodbye. Otters. Toki say otters. He's just looking at the door <laughs> like he wants food. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Otters. Tonight, we try out a new selection of sparrows. <laughs> that was just pathetic. Oh no. James gets a little too personal with a fusion rifle. <laughs> and Richard and I try to sneak past the hive in the hell mouth. In the ha! Right in the mouth! Come on! You f***ing moron! <laughs>